All right. Welcome, everybody, back to the Corporate Global Fantasy Premier League podcast. You're here with your eternal and perennial and ever-present hosts, Taylor Hare. And Evan Estes. We'll always be here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, We're doing a kind of earlier podcast today. We normally podcast what for what at a time that is for me kind of the end of the day and i typically hit stop record and then i roll immediately backward onto my bed and fall asleep <laughs> um but today is oh, not gonna be that way. so maybe i'll have a little bit more energy i mean you could still do that if you want you'd get an extra couple hours of sleep i think yeah pretty good a nice yeah. 8 30 bedtime well that's what i'm shooting for tonight wow amazing Oh yeah, huh? You're at a concert, right? I was at a concert last night, so I was up well past my bedtime. Uh, I was at I was up past midnight, so that's very rare for old Evie. Who did you go see? Saw Sylvanesso. Nice. Yeah. Was the the lead singer wearing big platform shoes? I don't remember. I don't remember if they were wearing shoes, but. yeah, the lead singer had an insane outfit on, like kind of like a swimsuit type of thing underneath. But the 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 main focal point was this. Man, I don't even know how to describe it. This like, um, it's kind of strapped. Um, not strapped. It was almost like it was almost like uh a cage type of thing um it was like mobile it wasn't like rigid but it was like like leather like leather straps that looked kind of like a like a cage. it was just it's so hard to explain dude it's like it's like a suit not a suit jeez wow it, it an is ineffable, an, an ineffable it's incredibly hard to explain i like i don't know how to explain it wow um, like I don't know. I can visualize it. Um, I'm gonna have to see. If I so think that. about think about a fishnet suit. Okay, but it's not fishnets. It's more of like thick leather straps. But there's not a bunch of them. It's like kind of like a cage where there's like lots of gaps. Whoa, interesting. You, know, you can look. You can look it up because um, they posted Instagram stuff. Um, and they've been on tour for a little while, but man, the the guy doing the sounds, he was cool. He had he has really long hair now. He looks great. Cool. But they were both they were both killing it. That's awesome. Yeah, man, nice to have. I'm exhausted, so this might be poorly. <laughs> yeah, we're, we might some of that might come out today, and I think we should welcome that energy. Yeah, we should. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we're going to spend uh our valuable time and your valuable time talking about uh first we're going to run down the um order of the corporate global fantasy premier league the regular league as it stands then we're going to chat a little bit about the premier league and what went on over the past weekend and also i guess we can bring in what happened the weekend before since we didn't pod um and then um we are going to introduce a new segment, perhaps. We'll see. And then we'll be done. Sound good? 
Evan yeah, is that, that, that pause was like for the listener to respond. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't. I'm I'm totally fine with it. it. It depends on the listener if they're okay with it. All right, if we get um, if you're okay with it, great. If you're not okay with it, please please press pause now and delete the, the podcast app that you're listening on. Yep, that's the only way to leave to uh <laughs> to, to get rid of the traces. Anyway, because we'll always be here. <laughs> Evan, do you want to run down the league for us? Yeah, I got it. Want me to start from the top or the bottom? Uh, let's do the bottom. All right. Let me get a drink of water and then I'm going to run through this league table as fast as possible. It's like a little game. Do you want me to time you? Uh, sure. All right. Just a second. All right. Ready, set, go. In 11th place, we've got Reed Zimmerman, Naptown FC, 237 points. In 10th place, Jerry Groth, Soccer 2 with 263 points. In ninth, we've got Jake Hare, Mr. Fantasy Football, um, with 276 points. Number eight, Robert Griffith, Smeagol slash Golem, 283 points. In seventh place, we have Tim Griffith's Proper Prospects, with 291 points. In sixth place, we've got our very own Taylor Hare, iTest Incorporated, 295 points. Uh, in fifth place, we've got William Spicer and the Bruce Matthews on 307 points. And then tied in third and fourth place, we've got fourth place Eli Estes, Tangy Take Me Home, and uh, third place Evan Hare with SLC Hares, 315 points each. In second place is Moi with uh, 342 points. And again, my team name is Bosch Habit. And in first place, We've got Wyatt Keener and shove it with 368 points. Nice. That was a minute, 10 seconds. Perfect. Nice work. That was exactly what we were aiming for. We had it, we had it planned out that way. A minute and 10. Well, that's what we had allotted for this. I'm segment. glad to see you. I'm glad to see you stuck rigidly to the running order. Yeah. Oh yes. Um, never yeah. So just to, just to like mention a couple things about the league table. Um, yeah. some, some big changes. Uh, I would say the biggest change yep. by far is Eli Estes's performance from this past week. Good yeah. Lord. Yes. A monster haul right off of wildcard too. Yeah. 90. Which is exactly what you. Yeah, I know. Totally. And it was amazing. He going into Sunday, he was pitching what I would consider to be a perfect game, which meant he got some kind of production from every one of his players and even though you know lukaku let him down a little bit um as did i think lewis dunk um overall just an incredible week yeah yeah very proud very proud to call him my brother (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean he moved up several places is in fourth now like put if he puts together another like good game like he's he can set himself in the in the running for for being in the you know top slots. Um, so yeah, that was a great week. Just got to capitalize off of it now. Yeah, on to the next one. Unfortunately, totally. and I think it's nice to see that uh, Wyatt's success is no fluke at all. He continues to just pummel the competition. He's just yeah. He's just I don't know, man. He's just consi- Mr. Consistent up there. Yeah, 71 points this week, 
or 70 points this week, um, which is third most in the league. Yeah. Man. And he's got plenty of points to spare right now. I'm well, like 26 points behind him. So that's not, that's not a bad, not a bad little chunk. I mean, it's not impossible to make up, but man, that's like, it's not like three points, you know? It's a nice spot to be after game week five or whatever. We just definitely, definitely. Um, yeah. I've also been in for a roller coaster. I yeah, moved... you've been up and down and up and down. Huh? Yeah. So listener, you'll remember last time we went over this, I was in the doldrums at in 10th place. Um, and the weekend after that, I move up to fourth place and now I'm back down to sixth place. So it's been a little bit of a roller coaster for me, but I think I'm trending in the right direction overall. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's just the way that that part of the table is. Yeah. As well, you know, third place, 315 points all the way down to, you know, seventh place at 291. That's, you know, 20, what is that? 24 points. Yeah. Not uh, many close to like what me and Wyatt are at. And that's, you know, one, two, like five people or so. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. It's still very volatile. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, Evan. So we were talking just before we started that um, we kind of watched bits and pieces of different games. I know I watched some highlights after the fact as well. Um, And there are some games that we watched that were the same game. Um, So what were some of the big takeaways for you from the weekend? Um, Either just general, either just general premier league or fantasy wise. Yeah. Do you want to just go game by game? Like uh, oh, yeah. the ones that we watched and yeah. then we can, like, if anything else comes up on the games that we didn't watch, then we can, but, um, or, or, you know what, let's just go game by game. Let's just start it from the top and we won't, we just won't have much to say on the ones we didn't watch. I think, um, yeah. let's go Newcastle Leeds. Neither of us watched it. Nope. It was on Friday. Um, what do you make of that score? Kind of, um, the highlights that you maybe watched or the post game stuff that you read. Two things. First, Alan St. Maximin uh, may, like, I hadn't really considered him a fantasy asset until, like, the past couple of weeks. And I think Eli actually picked him up in his wild card, unless I'm mistaken. Yeah. Um, let me let me check that. Uh, yeah, he did. He's starting him up top. Um, oh, and, yeah, because he's classified as a forward, huh? Yeah. And Callum Wilson's injured. Like, that man is getting a lot of shots on goal. Um, yeah, and I mean, continues to be the only interesting player on that team, I would yeah. say. So I, I think he might be a valuable. I'm I myself am searching for a value forward, so I may look to to Saint Maximin here in the next couple of weeks. Nice. The other thing I would say is Leeds played in their third jerseys, those like lavender jerseys, and oh man, it looked awesome. Wow. Yeah, that was the talk on Discord um, yeah. when I when I was checking. Um, I couldn't, I, I was working, so I couldn't like join in, but, and I didn't get to watch, but yeah, and apparently they were, they were a sight to behold. Yeah. But Just all, all purple. Unfortunately, um, you know, their jerseys are much better, um, than the way they're playing right now at the moment. It seems. Yeah. What do you, what do you make of that? Because Newcastle or Newcastle, whatever leads are one where we thought would 
continue their form from last year, be very, very attacking. They just haven't like strung it together. What's going on? Like, do you think they're just like hitting a slump, like a second season slump or, and people have figured them out? Or do you think that, I don't know, like, do you think that their tactics just aren't working? Like what's going on? Yeah, I don't totally I just don't think they're that good right now. You know, I just don't like, I don't, I definitely, I think they're going to place around like 11. Which is, to- I mean, like, for Leeds is a good season. Like, that, sh- that should it be... It still is a good season, but based off of last year's performance, you kind of expect it to be a little bit better. Yeah, but last year they kind of, like, overperformed in every statistic, right? Like, they they overperformed their XG wildly. Um, That's true. They, they got also that. just haven't looked good. I don't know. There's, like, they're still trying to attack, but they just, like, haven't pulled anything out. Yeah. So, I don't know. What are, you, what are your thoughts? I mean, I, I think a part of it honestly comes down to like Bamford is just not going to have the seat. He's just not the kind of player that he kind of were that his stats were purporting him to be based on last year. Right. He's just not the kind of guy who's going to get you a ton of goals season in and season out. He's very dependent on service. Um, And so if the service isn't there, then he's just not going to get goals. So I'm not surprised by the Bamford thing at all. Um, I'm a little bit more surprised by that they didn't kind of like continue some of their dominance with the midfield a little bit. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. Again, I'm not worried about them, but I also, they're not as fun to watch as they were last year. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I would say slightly disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess they'll just kind of have to figure it out. But, um, yeah, not too high on them right now. Yeah. Um, but you watched uh, Brentford Wolves. What do you think of that? Um, I mean, I thought – I didn't watch the whole thing, so I just watched parts of it here and there. Um, I thought Brentford looked awesome. Like, um, I thought Wolves – it was kind of a case of them still like trying to figure things out and the kind of flashes of really, really, really nice play that we've seen from them um, are still there. It's just like, they're still just trying to figure it out. They have so many new pieces. It seems like, like Raul Jimenez is 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 like essentially a new piece, right? Trincao is a new piece. Um, They don't have like some of their staples, like potence in there and, um, um, who is it? Neves is hurt, or is it? Neto? Uh, it's Neto. Neves is in there. Okay. So yeah. there's still like there's Neto still... would be a huge a huge piece of that. Yeah. So they're still trying to figure things out. Um, so <laughs> I think I I listened on a podcast recently. They called um, Wolves like the most I'm not worried about team ever. It's like oh I'm not worried about Wolves. Uh, I'm not worried about them going down, even though they've only scored you know a couple goals this season. Um, and that's kind of everyone's take is like, I'm not worried about wolves. Um, so that's that was kind of yeah. scary though. Yeah. Yeah. That's I like so. when everyone is saying that, that's, that's the part that I'm like, Oh, maybe they should be terrified. I don't yeah. know. But yeah. And I, I think they'll turn it. I hope they turn it around at least. Me too. Me too. I like watching them play. I mean, I, I think, the landscape of the premier league is much more interesting for having them in um, both because of the way they run their club, the kinds of players they bring in. That's just, it seems like it's pretty different from a lot of other teams. Yeah. 
And, and then Brentford, Brentford, Brentford's defense is like the shining star right now, I think. Yeah. They this went like a little bit under the radar. I think people are starting to pick up like, oh, no, they're actually pretty decent. Or at least they've started pretty decent. They've yeah. only let in two goals this season. That's, pretty amazing. That's pretty good for a uh, promoted side, yeah, regardless of who you're playing. Yeah. I know a couple of people in our league have Pontus Janssen who seems like a might be a pretty value pick on defense. I think he's like 4.7 or something. And yeah. if, if Brentford is it, I mean, you can't expect them to keep clean sheets against like anyone above like 10th place basically. Sure. But yeah. for the it's bottom, fun. for the bottom 10. It, anything can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and so you're looking at, I mean, if that happens, you're looking at, I mean, if you get anywhere from like, if they have anywhere around like 10 clean sheets, I'd, I'd say that's probably pretty good on yeah. the season. Um, and probably worth a, you know, 4.5, 4.7 million defender uh, that you can put up first on the bench every now and then or second on the bench or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, cool. What, um, what do you think about Brentford Arsenal? Uh, Burnley Arsenal? Oh, Burnley Arsenal, sorry. Um, well, uh, I want Burnley to go down. <laughs> uh, I'm so done with Burnley. Um, so I'm glad Arsenal won. I think Arsenal are kind of like, after the rough start to the season, they're trying to like, my t- I haven't really watched them in the last couple of games, but it seems like they're trying to like be a little bit more conservative. Like we just got to, buckle down and get some points on the board. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I don't know if that's how it looks on the pitch, but that would be my assumption. Yeah. Cause Odegaard scored on like on a free kick. And so it wasn't like they yeah, were, yeah, it wasn't like play. They were football. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's, I, I still think my, I called their defense to be good at the beginning of the season. I still think that's going to come good. Um, so Okay. I mean, I, I, I <laughs> almost, I almost, uh, I almost went into our, our, uh, our, um, uh, our surprise. I'm going to, I'm going to leave them both to the, uh, um, yeah. I mean, I think I, I watched some of the highlights and thought, oh, yeah, Kieran Tierney might be an interesting person to pick up if you need like a, yeah. a probably like five or somewhere around there. If you need like a five million defender. He might be interesting. He's clearly their best player right now, I would say. Yeah, and he's playing pretty high up the pitch. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. So I think, yeah, I think he's worth looking at from a fantasy aspect. I, I think, and Arsenal are on about are on a good run of fixtures right now. So if you're able to bring him in, bring him in. But if you're like me and you've already brought in Ben White, you just keep playing him, baby. <laughs> I don't think there's really much else to say about Arsenal. It's like Arsenal and Burnley are both kind of just like, I, they're not really fun to talk about right now. So. No, not at all. Other than is Mikel Arteta going to get fired, which I don't think he will. But. Yeah, I kind of don't think so either. Yeah. Uh, what about Liverpool Palace? You watched you watched some of this game. Yeah. Um, Liverpool look very good. Like, I think a lot of people – probably myself included, were so caught up in the, like, all the transfer stuff with Man City and then the, like, Chelsea 
just being so good that Liverpool kind of flew under the radar a little bit, just in terms yeah. of how uh, they didn't really add a ton of pieces, but they seem to have gotten everyone back healthy and yeah, um, it's clicking in a way that it definitely didn't click at all last year. And they look very good just front to front to back. I mean, maybe the weakest part of, of the team right now is Jordan Henderson, but even that's like, not a bad place to be if your weakest player is Jordan Henderson. Yeah. That's um, true. Yeah. Nabi Keita scored an amazing goal on a volley. Oh. Did you see this? Yeah. And then, was... he, and then he did this amazing celebration where he just stood there and like looked around. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Loved it. Oh, man. Yeah, that was a pretty sick goal. Um, yeah, I mean, Liverpool, yeah, it looks like they're going to be they're kind of like, like you said, they flew under the radar, but I think their performances have are have made a statement like, hey, we're still here. Yeah. And they look good. I mean, they look like they just look like an incredibly scoring threat all the time, it feels like. So yeah. um, it's kind of a shame that Palace had to play them this week. We don't really get to talk about them because they had been doing well. Up and they, they, they played well. They played well. Yeah. I thought they... Nice collapse and fold over they gave him a run yeah so i i'm definitely keeping an eye on palace um they've got some new players in there it seems like that um the gallagher kid yeah uh, might be pretty good so um keeping an eye on them they might be fun to watch with him and zaha especially if Eze ever comes back man they could be a lot of fun to watch but um i'm holding off on like FPL wise on them um, yeah. for now until I like am sold on Gallagher. I think he would yeah. be the, I would look at cause he's so cheap. The other person that I think is attracting some FPL attention from them is um, Edward. Who's a oh, forward. Yeah. The young, he's like a young forward who just started playing, I think like the past couple weeks, but he scored yeah. like, two goals last week. Right. Um, I don't think, I mean, he didn't score it obviously this week, but he had a couple chances um yeah that's one to keep an eye on i wouldn't bring him in just yet but right it's good to know that a crystal palace team can be somewhat like you can be hopeful about them you know oh yeah hopeful about instead of just yeah we know how they're gonna play and just hope the zaha scores you know it's a totally different feel to the team this year which i love i i need to watch them i don't think i've watched them yet so really it's worth it it's worth a watch for sure yeah yeah i'm excited yeah, I want to. Did you it. watch any Man City Southampton? Um, no, I did not. Um, thought this would be a blowout, but Southampton, man, two shutouts in a row. Two, I know, in a row, um, two nil nil draws. So, two games. I play, I thought they were going to get crushed in. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that either. I don't know if that's just kind of a fluke thing or if they're like doing something differently, but. Um, I don't know. It's surprising. Like, it's hard to see if if City is gonna do this stuff. Like, I don't. I just don't see how they're gonna win. It just seems like Chelsea's gonna be the favorites if City keep doing stuff like this. They always, yeah. for some reason, they just can't. I don't know what it is. They always have these weird games against these lower league opposition that they just can't put anything together. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I'm with you. 
I I hear people say that the league is between Man City and Chelsea, and that just baffles me because like when I watch them play, Chelsea's think, just so much better. Yeah, I think it's probably at the moment Liverpool and Chelsea. Yeah, I think so too. That could change. I think oh, yeah, that could if Man United really kind of clicks into gear, I think they could be in that conversation. But yeah, I don't I don't think Chelsea and Man City are in the same class right now. I don't think so either. Yeah. No. No way. I mean, it's nice that City will continue to get clean sheets. Um, yeah. So I think that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah. And Cancelo. I don't really know who you – I don't really – yeah, Cancelo. I don't really know how, how else you'd pick – bring in, though, if you're looking for fantasy assets there. Yeah. I mean, Cancelo seems to be playing week in and week out, which is like – yeah. Really nice because he didn't do that last year. He was kind of like in and out. Um, yeah, especially once the Champions League stuff kicked off, it was just like just gotta hope and pray. Yeah, um, yeah, he's gotten very consistent minutes so far. So yeah, he's probably the only one that I'd be like, yeah, definitely break in. Everyone else, you just don't know if they're gonna play. You don't know if they're gonna click. I don't know. Don't know with them. Don't yeah. know with them. they're Boy. they're all over the place. But I will say it's exciting to think that. They could have um, either Sterling or Mares along with Grealish on the wings, and mm. then um, De Bruyne behind, and somebody up up top. I'm assuming Jesus. I don't, I don't really know, but that's exciting to think about. That could be a lot of fun. Yeah, um, if they can put that together, De Bruyne behind uh, a front three of Grealish. Jesus and uh, Mares, that I think would probably be my favorite. Yeah, to watch. So, yeah, they are still city, but who knows? Um, do you think? Do you think Pep will be gone after this season? Not maybe. fired, but just walked away from from it. Yeah, maybe. If he doesn't win Champions League, or even if he does, I don't know. I kind of am getting that vibe a little bit. I don't know if that is based in anything at all, but I don't either. But he doesn't stay at a club very long, so he's been at this club for a very long time. Yeah, longer than he was at either Barcelona or Bayern, I think. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he left. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Who do you get after Pep? Though, Ooh, gosh, <laughs> I do. Yeah, that uh, that would be so interesting. Yeah. So. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Can you imagine? Because I, I think, I think Pep, the the Pep Man City relationship only ends with Pep leaving. But imagine if like things just go south, and you have to be the one to fire Pep Guardiola. I don't think I could do it. I just could. on an on an ethical level. I oh I could. I get so frustrated with him, man. I think he overthinks things. I'll be honest. I think he just overthinks things. That's so – I love that, though. That's, like, my yeah, favorite that, thing that about cost, him. That cost him the Champions League last season. Yeah, fair Played enough. a ridiculous lineup. <laughs> like, why? Why did you do that? But that's why yeah. he's fun. I don't know. I've played fantasy too long, so I always get burned by him. <laughs> Yeah, you uh, had that part of it. 
that's part of it. That Mares thing last year. Yeah. I was going to say that was, that's really scarred you. But also like previous seasons as well. You just never know when he's going to drop a player. So I don't know. I just don't. Yeah. He's great, but I would, I wouldn't mind firing him. Get him out of there. Wow. Get him out of there. Get him out of there. Um, Norwich and Watford. Did you, you said you watched a little bit of this. Yeah. Is that right? I watched, that was a, yeah, I watched a good portion of that game. Most of this. Um, yeah. I mean, Watford looked, um, Watford looked ready to attack. They looked attacking pretty much the whole game. Um, so they looked very comfortable doing that. Um, and Norwich just, Norwich just looked, um, like Norwich. So, so, yeah, they just like they just leak goals, and uh, yeah, Wofford looked pretty good this game. Now Norwich probably flattered them, um, but Ismail Lasar, man, he's still so good, dude. And mm-hmm. honestly, Pico Feminia, um, also a great player. I really they're probably the, my two favorite players from Wofford right now, mm-hmm. Feminia and uh, and Sar. They're cool. both really good. Um, and so they were linking up very well on the right-hand side. They were doing stuff, putting crosses in, um, getting into attacking threats. And then, obviously, they they had the the finishers that game to put them away. So, yeah, I think, I think they have the chance of staying up. <clears throat> um, I don't know if they have uh, more. I think it's probably Brentford have the highest chance of staying up at the moment. Mm, I think Watford. so. Norwich um yeah Watford looked like they're ready to score some goals so um, I think they're definitely one to keep an eye on especially with Josh King as the forward um coming in he might get some game time Dennis had a goal good for him I don't know how if he can keep it up then yeah that's going to be a lot of fun but I just don't know if he's going to be able to so um that's that's probably as much as I have to say on that yeah I, I, I don't think myself really rely on WAP to keep clean sheets, but it might come every now and then. Yeah. Yeah, totally. For myself, I find it hard to like draw inferences from a game that is between two recently promoted teams. Or a game in which one team is playing Norwich. Yeah. <laughs> you can't really make a judgment on it. Except um, maybe the, the inference to draw is that like Norwich really is the team to target fixture wise. Yes. I think so if from an attacking standpoint. I don't I don't necessarily think so from a defensive standpoint cuz they I think they are always trying to score. Right. As well. Um and Pookie is clinical, so Yeah, I think from an attacking standpoint you want a captain against Norwich if you can. Yeah. They're one of the teams to captain against for sure. All right. Um, this might this one might hurt a bit. We don't have to spend much time on it. Okay. Uh, Aston Villa three, Everton zero. Um, Maddie Cash and Leon Bailey both scoring goals, and uh, Luca Dina unfortunately conceding an own goal. Yep. 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 Um, a tough a tough game, especially to give one up to a man like Maddie Cash. Looks like he walked straight off the set of Game of Thrones. That's a that's a tough one to see. Yeah, that was a that was a great goal though. I got to give it to him. That was a yeah. great. Goal. 
He looked, he looked overjoyed to have scored it too. Yeah, it was his first one. First goal for Villa. Oh, really? I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah, first goal for Villa. Ran straight over to where his parents were and was pointing up at his family. Oh, so. oh, that's who he was pointing at. I saw that. I'm pretty in the sure. I'm pretty sure. Interesting. So, yeah, good for him. Good for Leon Bailey. Like, I just wish it wasn't against Everton. But also at the same time, I got to keep in mind Everton were very weakened. Didn't have DCL. Didn't have Richarlison. Didn't have Seamus Coleman. Didn't have Jordan Pickford. Didn't have James. Although it seems like he might not have that, Hamas ever again. I don't think we'll ever have Hamas. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I was at least hoping that we would be able to eke it out, but yeah, just didn't have enough. So, um, I don't know that there's much to say as far as the Everton standpoint, except our defense doesn't look great. Our center backs don't look great. So, um, I don't know what we'll do about that. Yeah. We had like we had four capable starting defenders, and we let three goals um, go in. I thought Begovic wasn't necessarily at fault for anything, so mm. um, I would say our defense just kind of shat the bed, um, and our midfield didn't really couldn't really do anything. But as far as Villa goes, yeah, Leon Bailey, if he is not seriously hurt, he's going to be. Really fun one to watch. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I think that – I don't think Aston Villa will be that great this season, but uh, who knows? They might have an asset, a FPL asset come out of it in the end. Yeah, it's hard It's hard to know, I think, like you were saying, who that's going to be. Ollie Watkins played this game, um, which was nice to see him get oh. some playing time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if he can become a starter regularly, then he might be someone to pick up at some point. Oh yeah, for sure. I I would much rather I personally would much rather watch him than Danny Ings. Oh yeah. Like I just don't know why they would start Danny Ings, to be honest. Yeah. Just play Ollie, man. He's better. Um, I'm so thankful that Lester lost, especially to <laughs> Brighton, because Brighton are good. And they're like, Brighton were doing the things last year. They just didn't get the results. And yeah. Now they're getting the results, and everyone's like pissing themselves. Like, yeah. Oh my God, Brighton are so good. It's like, yeah. Well, they were they were like a decent squad last year. It's just that they would lose. They just would lose like by the slightest margin, and you just know you just get zero points. So like, yeah, that's just the way. It, that's just the way it works for them. Now it feels like things are just slightly more in their favor and the, maybe the luck is on their side, especially against the lesser game. They had a couple calls that could have gone either way, I think. Um, and they went their way. And so they ended up with the three points. So yeah, I'm glad that they beat Lester. I don't like Lester. Yeah. I don't, I don't particularly like Lester right now either. And it is interesting that cause Brighton didn't really change much about their starting lineup at all. Like I think Duffy might be the only like starter who's playing for them, who didn't start last year. Except maybe Sanchez, because uh, Ryan. Or oh, yeah, he came in. Well, he came in pretty early, though. Yeah, that's true. So, that but it's more. like it's an almost unchanged lineup, and they just are putting it together in a way that they couldn't, in, in the final third, in yeah. a way that they couldn't Yeah, last yeah, year. that's true. They are able to get some goals. Um, Neil Mope may be someone to keep an eye out on fantasy-wise. 
Because if yeah. if they're yeah, he scored in the past two weeks, I think, right? He scored this week and last week. Um, I don't remember if he scored last week. I'm pretty sure he did. It's very possible. But yeah, Brighton are fun. I like watching them. Um, I like rooting for them, and I love rooting against Leicester. So that was a great one. I did, um, I did watch some of that game actually. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I remember watching some of that game. Yeah, um, I think that was nice. I think Brighton are the best looking team as well, overall. In the whole league. Yeah, just the like if. Team? Yeah, just the handsomest. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Just like front to and back. When you I see have, that, it's just good. I have I have Basuma on my bench. He's just like my starter come off the bench, get two points. But man, I love watching him play. He is intense. He's everywhere. And he and he and when they press, he presses pretty high. So, you know, I don't know. I love watching him play. I hope that Pascal Gross will come back in. He's on my team. Um that's something to keep an eye because just from an overall perspective, like they're going to be better when they have someone like him that can kind of like make plays happen and like mm-hmm. put that, put a ball through to open things up. Like he's on set pieces. They need good delivery. Like, I don't know. I really, I really like the look of them. Um, yeah. I really hope that they, I hope they finish in the top half. I really do. I want to revise something that I said earlier about, um, <laughs> Okay. About Graham Potter. This is earlier oh. in, our, in our podcast life, which is oh, okay. So different. Graham Potter, yeah, yeah. Graham Potter. I used to think I've been thinking a lot about this. I used to think that he looks like a school teacher, like a cool high school teacher. But I think now he looks more like um, in like a uh like PBS masterpiece mystery. He would be <laughs> he would be like the the kind of hot like country priest. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't that you see beard of his? Yeah, couldn't you see him in a like a clerical collar? Yeah, I could. What is it? What is it about like like skinny men with beards? You're like with like blonde beards. Yeah, like straw colored hair. Yeah, straw colored hair. Yeah. I don't know. You're right. You're very right. He's he's just a country. We parson. should cast him. Can we cast him in um uh in a new telling of uh, Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Oh, interesting. As Ichabod Crane? Ichabod Crane. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't know if that necessarily fits, but... Who would be the Headless Horseman? Who's, who's the most, most skull-like? Skull I mean... Maybe like Pep or Nuno, but maybe they're bald. But I don't want to go with them. Yeah, we'll have maybe. to revisit that. Can we go with Sean Dyche? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he does have. No, he's a- not. He's actually no. He would be the um. He would be the guy that's kind of the the. You know how Ichabod is like after some girl. Yeah. He's and then there's like the big buff guy that's like uh, a blade. That's John. He's like he's like the Gaston character. Yeah, I don't remember what character that it. It's not Gaston, is it? No, it's not. That's from Beauty and the Beast, right? Yeah. No, there's like yeah that character in Legend of Sleepy Hollow, whatever character that is. 
Uh, yeah. Great reading, by the way, for this fall, if you want to get in the mood for like Halloween and, and fall weather in general. It's great. I read yeah. it last year or earlier this year or something. It's perfect to read outside on like a cool fall day. Wow. That sounds amazing. It, it is. Like the descriptions, everything is great. I love it. I'm yeah. going to have to read it again. But um, anyway, on to Man United and West Ham. You watched yeah, that. I did. I watched um, probably the first, I watched the first half and uh, the beginning of the second half. Um, and I thought it was interesting. Like, obviously West Ham are a good team. We've established that they clearly didn't have the kind of motor up front in Antonio. And there are definitely times where it was very clear that I can't remember who was playing up top for them now. Oh, it was Jared Bowen. Um, Like Jared Bowen would like get the ball and just not be able to like hold it up in the way Antonio would or something like that. So there's, there's some clear problems for them up there. Um, but I thought overall they're, I mean, they're still a very solid team. And I think if you have Declan Rice as a defensive midfielder, you can still kind of boss the midfield, regardless of who you're playing against. Like West Ham could control the midfield against almost any team in the league, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause he's just so freaking good. Um, and on the man U side, um, I thought that that formation that they played was actually pretty successful. It wouldn't, the, I don't think the number of goals that they scored or the way that they scored them would be indicative of that because they were tied one, one until like the very end of the game when Jesse Lingard, who is a substitute came on and scored against West Ham. Funnily enough. I hate to see that. Yeah. That's kind of like just an I'm... image of everything that's wrong with soccer. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Like that's not the way I wanted that Jesse Lingard narrative to go. Yeah. Come but on. This is this is the world we have. Whatever. Uh, if he wants to if he wants to be the prick that comes on in the last two minutes to try to score, like fine, do it. It's not you it's not been. his fault. He wanted I think he wanted to stay at West Ham. They just couldn't work out a deal with Man United. Oh. That was I the narrative know. I heard. I I I was reading into it that he just didn't want to stay, but I don't know. No, Which, I think he was. If, I think he was wanting to if, stay because if that's the case, and if that's the case, Man United can piss off you. They suck. I hate them. I hate all of these big clubs that won't sell their players that they're not going to play. It just—it's just so annoying. I mean, I say that coming from an Everton's perspective, where we try to take these players and give them new life, and they just like. They just won't do it. Yeah. So it's like Lingar with West Ham, uh, Donnie Van de Beek. Like, they're not doing – he's rotting away. Yeah. Why did they buy him? Why did they buy him? Because they thought they were going to sell Pogba, and then they did. Yeah. Now yeah. he's just sitting there. It's like we wanted him, and they wouldn't even – they wouldn't They wouldn't let us have him. So I don't know. It's like, And there's other – and there's other instances of that. It's just very frustrating to watch. Like I feel for them and I feel for clubs that can't get them because the the big clubs are just hoarding them. Yeah. Very annoying. But that's not that's not a rant, by the way. Okay. Good to know. Um but yeah. not rant. 
that is not a licensed Durant. Um, on the Man United side, yeah, I thought the the front four of Ronaldo, Fernandez, Pogba on the left, Greenwood on the right was pretty successful overall. Um, and then, I mean, just being able to take off Mason Greenwood, who is like an amazing player. Like that guy is so good. And then put on Sancho is just unreal that you can do make that substitute. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. I I think I'm gonna get rid of Luke Shaw. Leading oh. into the leading into the next game, Spurs are Chelsea. Picking, are you picking up uh Rudiger? Because yes, I was that is. I was planning on doing it and then he scored. Now he's gonna price rise and everyone's gonna bring him in, which is annoying. But that's that was my game plan. I was looking into him anyway. I think I'm gonna get him. Yeah. I think I think in that case you stick to the game plan. Don't worry about what everyone else is doing. Yeah. I was already looking at him. I mean, I'm even gonna bring him in. I'm probably gonna bring him in, even though they're playing City next week. Chelsea yeah. just looks so good. Like, and if I want him for the long term, might as well bring him in now. And that way I can worry about the trans another transfer next week. Like I I'm better. I should make the moves that I know that I want now rather than waiting and just kind of letting it slip by. So that's how I'm kind of approaching this season. I'm not worried about fixtures as much if I'm picking a player that I know that I want um, and I want to keep him for the long term. Then I'm just even the medium term, like six to eight weeks, like I want him. I'm going to get him as soon as I can. And I can get him if I can. I noticed that you made you got rid of Fernandez, which is yeah. an interesting move. Yeah, brought in um, brought in Lukaku. I wanted to. I wanted Lukaku so bad, so I sold Fernandez. And I figured United have honestly the thing that really did it is um, I heard a on a podcast a stat that Fernand, half of Fernandez's goals coming into the season were from penalties, and if he's not going to be on penalties. He's not worth twelve million. So is, is think, it clear that he's not going to be on them? I don't know. I don't think it's clear, but I can't imagine Ronaldo not taking him if he's on the yeah. field. So, and Fernandez would like gladly give up his penalties to Ronaldo, his his god, basically. You know. Yeah. I mean, if if Ronaldo is taking penalties, then Ronaldo is a better fantasy asset than Fernandez. I think. Yeah. Yes, Fernandez is immediately a bad asset i think yeah not worth 12 million at least like he will get points don't get me wrong i just don't think he's worth 12 million at that point so um i decided to just pull pull the trigger and just go for it there's so many good players out you can't have them all so i was like you know what this is my chance to get lukaku i might as well do it so i did it i think i was wise so and plus antonio was hurt and that's who i subbed out I had to get rid of Antonio. So I was like, well, the only person I want is Lukaku. So someone's got to make way and it's not going to be Mo Salah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, but Mo Chelsea, I, I, I want Chelsea defenders so much. Give me all the Chelsea players. Uh, well, are you are you bold enough to pick up Marcus Alonso? Oh, no. Absolutely not. No way. It's just like that's such a, a ticking thing. time bomb, dude. That is a time bomb, and you don't know. <laughs> it's going to be one of those time bombs that doesn't just count down. It's going to go from – it's just like a random number, 
every time. Oh my god! And it, you don't know when it's going to explode. Like he's going to be just be dropped from the face of the earth and never heard from again for the rest of the yeah. season. That's a hundred percent true. It's just a matter of when it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why is like, that the case? Why does that happen? I don't know. It's like always like that with him for some reason. He just like gets bombed out and he's done. I think it's because Chilwell is going to take his place and they bought Chilwell for a lot of money. Like they're going to play him. So. Yeah. Although Tuchel doesn't seem to be afraid to bench expensive players. That's true. That's true. And especially with rotation with like Champions League stuff and cup games and stuff, like he might end up getting a lot of Premier League minutes, uh, Alonzo. But yeah. I also just don't know. So I think I would much rather take Rudiger, who's nailed. I think so, too. But, man, yeah, Chelsea looked good. I mean, Spurs, you can't really do anything about that. I don't think you can take anything much from that game. Um, You can maybe take a little bit, but overall, I think they're they're, they're probably favorites to win the title at this point. So Yeah. Yeah, I think if you're Spurs, it's like you're Take playing it. a team that is better than you at just about every position with a better coach and yeah. a better bench, and it's just like, what are you going to do? Yeah, nothing you can do. I mean, Spurs, you're just going to have to hope for fifth or sixth this season, I think. Yeah. Uh, that's just where it's going to be, I think, personally. And so I don't think losing 3-0 to Chelsea is going to change that much. So um, I don't know. I'll be interested to know when Harry Kane switches on. I assume it'll happen here pretty soon. Yeah, that's. I'm very interested in that as well. I mean, at some point they will start clicking again. You know, I think, and and they're a lot of fun to watch. Kane and Son, and even how Deli Alley fits into that. Uh, Lo Celso got a. He got 60 minutes. So, Hmm. like, is he going to play? I don't know. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Nuno for um you know making baby steps in his his um clothing choices you know he he's not doing the the bombers that i was so mad at the other day he went with like a simple black cotton hoodie which i think is a step in the right direction for me um so i think i think i'll think the real the real telling scenes will happen when it gets cold we see what does he do when he gets cold like if nuno goes for like the like the long overcoat when it's cold then he's too far gone but if he goes back to some of those like synthetics and like puffers then there may be a chance for him (laughs) will only time will tell yeah that's a narrative to keep an eye on this season truly it is all right Man, that's all um, the games. Um, that's all the games. So we've gone through the games. Are there any like last kind of like fantasy moves that you wanted to highlight? I, I had one, which well, was the only one that I was going to say is everyone needs to bring in a Chelsea defender as soon as they can. Um, what is yours? Well, I was, I was just going more with um, like any kind of like moves from players in our team or players. Oh. And um, they were yeah, worthy of voting, and oh, I think yeah. I think the big one was from your brother and Kovacic, like sneaky, interesting pick. Like I don't know how well it's going to pan out again with the rotation at Chelsea, but 
Yeah. Really interesting. And obviously paid off this week with an assist. So yeah. Let's do it. I'm not too, when I saw that, I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, he's clearly a man who's been watching a lot of Chelsea games though, because he's been playing a lot. Part, partially because Conte's been injured, but uh, yeah, yeah true, true. I don't know. Yeah, that could be a sneaky good pick, and he probably wasn't very expensive, so it'd be easy to bench him or get rid of him. So he uh, has gotten so much better under Tuchel. Like he's so dependable now. Yeah, isn't COVID. that crazy that uh, what Sorry brought him in? Right. I think so. Sorry brought in Jorginho, and I think he brought in Kovacic as well. So interesting that how that ends up working out. But I think Tuchel is such a good coach. So, um, yeah, that's, yeah, interesting to watch. Because uh, I thought Kovacic was just going to be kind of done. I thought yeah. his Chelsea career was over, and it looks like it's definitely not. Wild. Wild. Yeah, good pick. Um. All right, do you want to give us your rants? Yep. Um, we're moving on to a new segment called Evans Rants. Rants is in all caps, by the way. Um, so the first rant I have for us today is, um, it's a fantasy related one. And if you remember last season, um, I had some issues with keeper and I started out with a Brighton keeper because I thought Brighton worked good. And I started with Matt Ryan and a 4.0 backup. And then somehow some random Sanchez kid comes in and plays and Matt Ryan never sees the goal ever again. And that 4.0 backup doesn't play. So I have like two ridiculous picks that are never going to work out. And it took me weeks to like figure that out. And now I'm doing the exact same thing again with Arsenal. I got burned Leno and the 4.0 backup keeper and i thought i'm set and then of course on deadline day after the fantasy premier league has already started um they go and sign ramsdale yeah and now burn leno isn't playing and ramsdale is and so i'm not getting any points from my keeper when i backed arsenal to keep clean sheets they finally came through two in a row i don't get any i get zero zero from my keeper both weeks wow Absolutely ridiculous. It, it pisses me off, man. It just absolutely pisses me off. I can't believe that this is all happening and you still are defending your Arsenal pick from the beginning of the year. Yeah, how could you not? I defend Arsenal. It's it's the fact if they had not bought Ramsdale, I would have I would be flying. I would be tied with uh what's his face right now? Why? Why? Yeah, because I have. I'd have like six point twelve points. I'd be close. I'd be close. I'd be a lot closer. Uh, it's I just very annoying. Now I got to hold. Going into this game, going into this season, I was like, I'm not spending any transfers on keeper. I'm getting a four point five or a five and a four point zero backup, and I'll never have to worry about it. And here I am, five weeks in, already. Actually, four weeks in, I was already worried about it. Last week, because when Burns Leno didn't play, so. Wow. Uh, I'm cursed. I was going to mention this because I actually feel really good about my keeper situation. And it's the, the Sanchez um, Raya pivot 
of two 4.5 starters who you can just sub in and out based on fixtures, it's a great place to be, man. You got to do it. I'm I'm going to go get Ramsdale. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? How do you know Ramsdale is going to start? I, I mean, he started this That's past why, week. No, Taylor, I'm getting burned Leno and Ramsdale. Oh, my God. I can't lose. How how expensive is Ramsdale? Something tells me you're spending. Okay, that's not too bad then. But Leno's five, right? Yeah. Well, now he dropped. He's four point nine. <laughs> oh, no. Isn't oh. that frustrating? It's I lose money in an in an alternate universe. I gained money on him because people are starting to bring him in. Wow. If he starts both of those games, so very frustrating. Do you want to move on to the second rant? This uh, one? Yes, although I will just say there's nothing worse than seeing the value of players in your team go down. Oh, it, it sucks more than anything. To the heart. It's, I've got that going on with Chris Wood right now, who I'm trying to get ooh. rid of. But yeah. I'm surprised that that many people had him to trigger a price drop, you know? Yeah. I don't know. A weird. Same with Burned Leno. No? Like, people had him? I thought I was the only one. Um, that's another thing i thought i was gonna be safe so man yeah oh well second one this is more uh f uh this is more premier league in general it drives me up a wall that they have started to uh underneath the scoreboard i don't know if you've seen this they will add the uh win probabilities in the and it is mental what I have not seen this during the game at some it, it, in the first half they will like I've seen it twice and I'm sure they do it every single game because they're like pandering to the gambling people. Oh but my gosh! In at some point in the game there will be like a win probability thing where they'll show like here's the probability of this team winning, this team winning, and a draw. It's like sixty percent win for this team. Twenty percent win for this team, ten percent draw, or whatever the math works out. To and be. it's just like it's under the score at the top, yeah, under the oh. scoreboard. And like they 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 flash it up there, and then it's gone. And they and the and the announcers mention it for one hot second. It's absolutely dumb. How how, how do they think that that's like worth any value at all? Oh my gosh! And like, if anything, it cheapens the game because now you're saying. This ch- this team really doesn't have a chance of coming back when it, the game is one to nothing. Like, it look. Have you not seen? It just no. I, I what a it just blows it, my mind. Is it with NBC? What's the broadcaster that you're watching? I I don't remember. I sometimes I watch Peacock. Sometimes I watch NBC Sports. But they're okay. owned by the same people. So yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's been on both. Pretty sure. Wow. Yeah, that's terrible. That just sucks all the fun out of the game. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah. And the only people paying attention to that are, like I said, people that are betting. Like, yeah, this is okay. This is a weird thing to me. I actually had this thought this week and maybe I'm wrong about this. And it's just always been this way and I just haven't paid attention. I don't think so because the prevalence of online gambling and sports gambling in particular is um so much more prominent now or the it is so much more prominent now um 
But I, so um, the Penn State college football team played a big game this past weekend and they won. And so for the first time in years, I, because I watched a tiny bit of the game, I wanted to like hear how people talked about college football now. So I like listened to part of a college football podcast, like an athletic college football podcast. And it was like unlistenable because it was literally, and this was not like a betting based college. It was just like a general college football thing. The whole, like the entire hermeneutic for reading college football was betting. It was just all the entire thing was based around like, you know, the kinds of bets you would make on these teams. And like, it was like less about the games than it was about like people betting on the games. It was unreal. I could not believe it. Sad, man. Sad state of affairs. Sad. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't understand. Like, like anybody that's looking at that, that's like just watching the game. First of all, it's going to give off like a very slanted view of this game that literally there's, it's a crapshoot. Like there's, there's no, you don't know what's going to happen in the second half. Why would you throw up percentages when someone could go get a red card or VAR can do something wacky? Like literally anything can happen. Yeah, because they're only that stat is only valuable in that exact moment, right? Exactly. In, in ten seconds, it's 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 stupid. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. There's no point. Absolutely no point in showing it. I don't care if people want to use those stats like to gamble or whatever. They're pointless anyway. But I don't like. There's no point in showing it. I don't know. Yeah. It's just very dumb. It doesn't like promote the entertainment value of the game. And if anything, any gullible people that are watching and see that they're just going to turn the game off like oh yeah. they've got like a 20 percent chance of winning then why would i watch because that's low it's a yeah. low percent of chancing but that's not that's not realistic at all yeah anything can happen in this in this game and that's why soccer is great you know it's like yeah it's a one nil game a two nil game anything can happen yeah because i had imagine i mean it would it would ultimately have to be this way. Like the percentage chances of winning or losing are just based on quantifiable stats. And so they don't account for any other, like any other qualitative aspects of the game. Like, like, yeah. Like narrative, like a big player gets hurt and then the team rallies around or, um, or even just like, um, or like something crazy, like a VAR, like, call that yeah, or like or, or formation like, formation changes formation right? or substitutions substitutions or momentum even like just because it's like two nil up yeah maybe they have like a better chance but if all of a sudden like it was nil nil no just take everton burnley last week last monday for example we were down by one and then six minutes later we were up three to one what what percentages are going to do that justice? Like you can't predict that there's no point in throwing it up there. It's just, it just, just does not promote like anybody wanting to watch. Yeah. You know, there's no, no I'm a hundred percent with you on this. Yeah, I know you would be, I know you would be. It's just ridiculous. I, I just can't believe it, man. Yeah. And if, if Spicer is listening to this, he's probably pulling his hair out right now, but <laughs> his beautiful hair. 
No, don't pull too much of it out, Spice. You got to keep that in. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I love this new segment. Well, I'll bring it back up whenever I have something out. I would love it if, especially if you could bring up like really um, uh, spicy or controversial or divisive topics and we could have an all-out argument over it. Okay. Like hot takes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Evan's rants. Love it. Evan's rants. We're back, baby. We're back. Awesome. Is there uh, any final business we need to take care of? Uh, no, you'll hear from us when you hear from us. You'll hear from us when you hear from us. Awesome. We'll, well be in Discord. <laughs> we'll be in Discord. Um, feel free to shoot us questions if you have them. We'll, we will be happy to answer them in future podcasts. Otherwise, we will see you next time. Have fun, y'all. Bye.